Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. Ankle Pickers, welcome back to the Ankle Pick Pod, Set the Spread, episode 18.5. I'm flanked by at MMA Capper DK, Dan, how you doing? What up, what up? And Twitterless, kind of. What's up, Reese? Obviously, this is my favorite night of the week, so let's get into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on the Twitter thing. I'll, I'll get a good one going. I, I, Reese was on top of the Ankle Pick Pod Twitter on Saturday. That was a fun one for uh us to follow along with and just yeah i have to i have to stop drinking never said say no that one ever yeah i said no one ever we have not had a losing card as a podcast since we started setting the spread so follow along set yourself up for the rest of the week we're coming off tiago santos glover to fight night card that was exciting up and down and coming into this week we we just found out that is actually just recently been canceled we're coming at you on monday night and Brian Barbarena does not seem to be able to fight. It sounds like he's got some sort of injury. So we're actually going to throw a curveball your way. Last week's ankle lock of the week, Brendan Allen is looking like he's going to fight Sean Strickland. We're hoping that one gets bumped up to the main card. We'll see. That's going to be our first one that we set the spread for. Uh, Danny, Brendan Allen, Sean Strickland, give me your thoughts. As Kobe said, this one was a little bit of a surprise. One thing that I've learned in the last 20 minutes is that this is actually happening at a catch weight of 195 Ooh. pounds that let that affect the line as it may. But Kobe actually a little bit ruined this for me. I would put the line for myself at Brandon Allen minus 150, but Kobe actually said in our pre-show meeting that Strickland was favored. He ruined this line. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't hear that. I have, oh, to, I have to go Strickland like – Minus 110, minus 120, because there's no way I see him as a big favorite. Uh, but if he's got to be a favorite, it's got to be close to even. All right. I almost want to just give Danny the point, because I won't even lie to you. I, I was – that is not where I was at all. I was in the Brendan Allen minus 150, 160 range. So, Strickland minus 121. <laughs> Well, I guess I probably ruined that one a little bit, but minus 140. Brendan Allen's available at plus 120 right now, so it sounds like for those early action people that listen to this quickly, that might be a spot to jump real quick. Thanks for your honesty, Dan. We'll see if that one comes into play. We can decide how to score that one later. The second fight, we've got Antonio Arroyo and Eric Anders at a middleweight bout. Reese, set spread. This one is tough. Because I am very familiar with Eric Anders, obviously. He's now kind of a mainstay in the UFC here. So what it looks like to me is, and I knew this Arroyo name sounded familiar, it's because he was a Tuesday Night Contenders. Not, I don't watch the Brazil one. Apparently there is a Brazil one. This is news to me. I don't know if Dan's ever caught those. But he also was on uh, the regular Tuesday Night Contenders series, Season 3, Episode 4. One via submission. So he's got – he has a UFC debut and he lost to Andre Muniz. Eric Anders is a big guy. I, I think he's probably a pretty heavy favorite here. I'm going to go Eric Anders minus 235. Kind of echoing everything Reese 
said I'm very vaguely familiar with these guys. Eric, well, you know, little, yeah, Eric Andres a little bit more so. I've only watched the uh, whatever you said the his contender series fights via tape. This is one I have no idea about. To toss up in my head, I wrote Arroyo minus one ten because I like my Brazilians. It's gonna make for some interesting math, I guess. Oh God, Anders like is right favored by minus one forty five. I think that Danny's technically closer. I don't even know who's closer. I'm not trying to do math right now. <laughs> but I have the wrong guy favored. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, you know what? This is up for interpretation. I think Happy that we Monday move night, on. Everyone. At the end of the day, we're, we're going to need to tape a little bit more before we give you any kind of ap- accurate representation of what our takes on this one is. The regularly scheduled programming will certainly have a little bit more insight than we've got thus far. Oh, God. For now, moving on, middleweight bout, Julian Marquez, and I know I'm going to butcher it, but Safarbeg Safarov from Russia. This is another one where I feel like I am inside a cloud, behind a curtain, whatever you want to say. looks like they're both – losers within their last four fights oh i guess julian marquez not so much but he has he's one win since 2017 so i can't call him much of a winner either i'm gonna go with marquez minus 190 because i don't think this this other guy seems like just a big time loser I don't know much about him, but he has only won one of his last four UFC fights since 2016. So I can't see him favored in Vegas. I actually do have a little bit of information coming in on this one. I I have been following Julian Marquez for a while. He actually is, weirdly enough, he might be a guest of the pod at some point because one of my school friends, this is actually his cousin, which is crazy enough. But so I don't know much about Safarov. Um, other than what I've seen from him in the UFC, which to me just shows a complete lack of fight IQ over and over again. Uh, Seems to display that quite a bit. So I was diving a little deeper into his record. I know he's from Dagestan, which produces some amazing fighters. And you dive a little deeper, you're like, oh, 9-3, not that bad. This man got TKO'd by Jan Vellante, who literally is a human embodiment of the Michelin man. He lost to Tyson Pedro by the Kimura. Julian Marquez has submission skills as seen on Darren Stewart. So I imagine Julian Marquez is probably as much as I hate to bet against the Dagestanis because they always seem to be favored. They always seem to win. I'm going to say Julian Marquez. Dan's line's really actually pretty good, but I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say Julian Marquez minus 215, maybe 220. 215 a lock in, 220 would also won. Currently sitting at minus 300 is your favorite, Julian Marquez. I will say it opened up back on uh, November 1st at minus 200. So y'all are right there. I can't say I'm blown away. I'm just in the dark. Yeah, no. I mean, Julian, again, the inactivity is something that's something to be concerned of. But it seems like I don't even need Julian Marquez to beat him. I have a feeling Safarov is going to probably beat himself. Second to last fight on the main card, a welterweight bout – Chaos Williams and Abdul Razak Al Hassan. The one we last saw, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, the Fortis MMA product, he got pieced apart by Munye Lazaz. 
what we kind of realized is it's not even in, within that fight. His whole shtick has been if you can weather the storm in the first minute and a half, you've got a good chance of beating him. He's a guy who likes to blow his load, but he's also really attractive with all those highlight finishes. I think that he's got a lot of betters on him. I think that Vegas really likes him. As much as Williams is on this great win streak, I don't see him being a real contender in the division. I think that Vegas is going to be pretty high on Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. I've got a minus 210. Hmm. It's a very, very, very good line. So, Chaos Williams KO'd Alex Morono, a guy who's fighting on the card this week, in 27 seconds. Also a guy that I have a lot of respect for. Dan touched, though, on the fact that not only Fortis's game plan as of recent seems to be that, but definitely Abdul Razak Al-Hassan's game plan is – I'm going to try to knock your head into the rafters in the first three minutes. And he's slowly going to start to fade, start to fade. And then if you're still there, the second and third, if you're taking it to decision, you've already won. So 10 wins, all finishes. I imagine these guys are going to be looking to strike. The thing, the one thing that really worries me about this one is I know that Abdul Razak Hassan is going to be a big favorite like Danny said he's very flashy has some crazy knockouts and some pretty good wins Nico Price being one of them all first round Sabah Hamasi there's a Bellator guy but long time UFC guy so I have a feeling that the line is going to be higher than it should be because I think that these guys are going to go to the middle and just absolutely slug it out and everyone has a puncher's chance in this one so I might even be taking Chaos Williams when it all said and done but I'm going to go Abdul Razak Khalasan minus 235. So for not knowing much about this card, I know that y'all had some pretty damn good analysis there. Y'all are right on top of this one. Currently sitting at minus 220 is your favorite. By five bips, Danny's going to take the point. Yeah, and and we'll break down more when we get to the show this week, but am I losing right now? We're going to have to recount this one because uh, we got a lot of questionable math going on. And uh, you'd think that we'd be able to count, especially after the week that we've had in this country. Oh, no, but, I got uh, Julian Mar- I got Julian Marquez. We'll give Dan this one, even though he doesn't know what planet he's on. So we'll, we'll do main, main event for the crown this, for this week. All right, I like that. Lightweight bout is the main event. It's a late fill-in. Paul Felder stepping in on five days' notice against RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos. And it is Danny's turn to lead things off. So this is a really interesting Thank one. I know Kobe God said Danny's first. Kobe said that Paul's stepping in on five days notice. This is a, a gamer. Anytime, anywhere, any place. I heard a rumor that he was around two hundred pounds this week and he's getting to one fifty five by Friday. What an insane task. I you sure that, is this not at Welter? Is this hundred percent at light? It's at one fifty five for sure. That is crazy. I know that RDA and Paul have both fought at 170, but it's at 155. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. It would make it easier on Paul. But, I mean, if RDA is prepped and ready to go for 55. RDA, has, has, as of late, has been just kind of dominated by pressure pressure wrestlers. And that's not the fight that Paul Felders wants. And on five days' notice, I got to I got to imagine that RDA is getting some respect from Vegas. I have RDA minus 190. 190? Yes, 190. Whoa. If it's 190, Danny gets the point. I am not there at all on that one. Here's the problem. 
I do feel at times like RDA is undersized, even for lightweight, and definitely at welterweight. And, I mean, his resume is so – I mean, losing to Kamaru, no big deal. Losing to Colby, no big deal. Losing to Leon Edwards, no big deal. I mean, he's been through the gauntlet. So, you go, okay, well, Paul Felder definitely has been to some wars recently, but that's just it. He goes Even in there and Even stylistically is just bad for RDA. If you spend, like, 20 well, minutes on. on your back, yeah. you're not going to win. Plus the size, too. It's just like – but so I don't, see, uh, I don't see Paul Felder going to wrestle him. No, and I agree with you, but here's the thing. You go to Paul Felder, and you're like, okay, he's a commentator. He's a face of the sport. You see him all the time, and I know for a fact he's been to wars. Well, he lost to Mike Perry three times out, three times ago. That's that did not age well at all. He took James No Chin Vic to, to unanimous decision in 2019. He's already been knocked out five times already. This one's interesting because I don't really know where to where I see this or, or how I feel about this one. But a little bit of respect to Paul Felder. That Dan Hooker fight could have gone either way, and Dan Hooker 100%. is one of the most technically sound strikers in 100%. the division. One hundred percent, and so and so could have the so the Edson one also could have for sure. Those are both very close splits. But so that's the question: is how do you see this fight going? For me, I imagine they're going to stay stay striking, and and that's why. I mean, RDA might use the clinch, but that's why I was kind of thinking it was going to be closer than one ninety. I'm going to go RDA but very small. I'm going to go RDA minus 135. Give me the hook, 135. Not quite prices writing him, but, you know, getting a little bit tighter there. Might have done it for you. Minus 155, your favorite, RDA. Going to give it to Reese. It did do it. No, I was – no, I was – I was – He had it either way. He had it either way. Yeah, I had it either way. That helped it. Wow. Yeah, 190 was high. I This one's one I go back and forth on, and I'm probably not going to bet it either. I have so much respect for RDA. It's just like this 100% comes down to what Danny was touching on, styles. And when you look at RDA's losing streak that he's on, the styles, like Danny said, there, there are these pressure wrestlers. They're going to hang on you. They're all, they always are bigger than him. Paul Felder's more his size. Paul Felder – is more willing to fight the fight that RDA wants to fight. And on top of all of that, it's on five-day notice with no game plan. Well, yeah, just one thing I would say is just that I I won't – I'll take the point, and I will absolutely take the victory without a doubt in my mind. I'll take that. But I I wouldn't be surprised that as we get closer and closer to fight day, again, we're recording this on Monday, that if you look back, Dan probably would be victorious on this line. Even as I'm sitting here – thinking more and more I'm I could see how our everything is kind of pointing in RDA's favor and th- and if this steams down I wouldn't be surprised if both Danny and myself are placed in the RDA this weekend and yeah follow us on ankle pick pod get them plays as mentioned we will see how this one trends later in the week follow along at ankle pick pod on twitter hopefully we get another Instance of Reese jumping on that, taking the reins for the evening during the fight, because you know that kid loves to drink, and you know that kid loves to tweet <laughs> and make controversial tweets as we go. So we will see. We'll do some taping. <laughs> Tune in for our regularly scheduled programming later this week for our a little bit more in-depth analysis. For now, that's what we got. Cue the music. Bang, bang.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.